You're listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the More and Better Disciples podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, lead pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. How's it going, Phil? Keith, if it gets any better, man, I'm telling you, this weather, I am loving it. I know we just wait around and it'll change again, but I'm going to soak it up while I can. That's right. I am in full spring mode, uh, ready for all the stuff, the the flowers, the the shorts. uh, The the dead turkeys. The dead turkeys. That's not something I normally think of in spring, but to each his own. Uh, Other than the allergies, man, I I have, it's kind of a love-hate relationship because I have really bad allergies to pollen, but you know. Flonase, baby. That's Flo-nays. right. Flonase. We're not sponsored by Flonase. That's right. Um, but if you're listening and you're interested, hey, we're always open That's to right. that. So <laughs> just kidding. Well, um, so good to be back on the podcast this week where we are talking about evangelism. Evangelism. And uh, we'll get into what that means here in a minute. But uh, great timing for this conversation as we're a couple weeks in now to a new series that we've been going through on Sundays called Meeting Jesus at the crossroads of life. So won't you give us a little overview about what we've been talking about on Sundays and, and how that is important? Yeah, meeting Jesus at the crossroads of life. Jesus wants to meet everyone right where they're at. And uh, as we said on Sunday morning, a moment uh, from Jesus uh, can do more in your life than a lifetime of what anyone else can manufacture. I mean, it's just, it's that important. What am I going to do with Jesus Christ? That's the most important question anyone will ever answer. And trusting Jesus Christ is the most important decision anyone could ever possibly make on this earth. And so we're helping people to understand through some basic and simple stories in the Gospels. Uh, This past Sunday, we looked at uh, John chapter 3 with Nicodemus meeting Jesus in the crossroads of life. Uh, This Sunday, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 9 and Matthew the tax collector who became Matthew the follower of Jesus and, and the apostle. Uh, unbelievable stories, just simple stories, and, and, and the, whole, the whole series is going to be a huge blessing, I think, for our church, and presenting some awesome, uh, non-threatening opportunities to invite their one to church as a part of our Who's Your One initiative. Yeah, absolutely, and great uh, timing also coming off of the Elevate weekends, uh, both the men's weekend and the women's weekend, where, man, we really uh, we seen God show up in incredible ways, and and even seen some folks meet Jesus, give their life to Christ uh, for the first time, and uh, what a privilege uh, to be a part of that. Yeah, I'm actually eating breakfast with one of those dudes on a Friday morning. That's awesome. Looking forward to following up with him. That's great, and you know what? That is what it's all about. That's what the church is here for. Um, to introduce people to Jesus, um, get people to Jesus, um, to make more and better disciples. Bam, you, I, you you stole the words right out of my mouth, dude. I was just about to say that, more and better disciples. That's right, uh, for Jesus Christ. And so, uh, man, such an exciting topic, exciting time in the life of our church. And so let's go ahead and jump right in to evangelism 101. Um, so, Phil, when I say evangelism, um, some people, you know, may uh, may be thinking, okay, well, what what are you kind of talking about when you say evangelism? What is evangelism? Sounds like a fancy word. Yeah. So uh, the the basic definition is good good news for the gospel. Uh, the Greek word is euangelion or euangelion, and that simply means a, a good message or a good word. And 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 we we get the word gospel from that, but the word evangelism 
actually comes, it's a transliteration of the Greek word for gospel. So, so evangelism is basically sharing, communicating, verbalizing the good news about what Jesus did and, and what it means for us today, uh, that, that we can find forgiveness for our sins, uh, that we can have a brand new life here, and that we can have the promise of heaven hereafter. That's the gospel in a nutshell. And when we evangelize, we're simply verbalizing that and inviting other people to experience the same thing we have. Great. Um, tell me that word one more time. Did you say put some jelly on? That's right. Put some jelly on it, baby, and some peanut butter. <laughs> uh, that. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. But you're you're so right. Uh, it sounds like a complicated word, but it's really not. It is. It is giving the good news, the gospel, um, telling people what Jesus did for us, right? So um, thank you for the definition, uh, but why why spend a whole, uh, not just podcast, but a podcast series talking about evangelism? Why is it so important, and why as disciples should we be concerned with evangelism? Well, on the one hand, I guess I could speak backwards from what we mentioned a few minutes ago, and that is that our purpose at Crossgate Church is to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Uh, so making more disciples means that we're inviting people to come to Jesus and faith in Jesus and be saved who are not currently saved followers of Jesus. Uh, and then better disciples is to help people to grow in their faith as, as followers of Jesus and go deeper and become more mature followers of Jesus. So more disciples, better disciples. It's like two different sides of the same coin. And just by the math alone, you see that making more disciples is 50% of why we exist as a church, right? What, what are we about in terms of Crossgate's purpose? Well, making more disciples is 50% of that. So then we would ask, well, wh why is it a priority? I mean, why, why did we go to all that uh, effort and, and uh, intentionality to, to explicitly say in our purpose statement, we make more disciples? Couple reasons. One, because first of all, it's a priority for Jesus. Preaching the gospel, as a matter of fact, there was a, and I'm, I'm thinking of this all the top of my head, but early I believe in the gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus says, hey, let us, let us go about and go to these other cities as well to preach the gospel, for that is why I came, right? So preaching the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, it was certainly a priority for Jesus, but it's also his command for us. You know, I, I do believe it's Robbie Gallaty who oftentimes says his final words become our first work. Uh, in reference to the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, where Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. That was the last thing Jesus said in a nutshell uh, before he ascended back to heaven. And so, you know, again, his final words become our first work. So it was a command from Jesus. But also, if we truly love our neighbors as Jesus has commanded us to love our neighbors, we're not only going to want to meet their physical needs here on this earth, but even more importantly, we're, we're going to want to point them to the, to the ultimate solution for their spiritual needs and their sin and their sickness and their sadness and, and all the rest. And that's Jesus Christ and a saving knowledge of Jesus. So there are tons of reasons why evangelism should be on our radars. And I mean, right near the top of what our priorities are. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that has hit me recently is that Yes, evangelism is important because, um, you know, it's what Jesus told us to do, um, but it's not just our duty, you know, it should be our delight. You, you think mm. about um, just how we are as human beings, we enjoy 
talking to people about things that we delight in, right? So um, you ask, you know, any uh, any parent and, um, you know, if they're proud of their kids or grandparent, you know, they're proud of their grandchildren, they're going to tell people about that. Um, we talk about our sports teams. We talk about all kinds of things. Um, so in a sense, evangelism is kind of an act of worship, right? It, the, the more that we... Um, we delight in uh, Jesus, and we worship Him. Like the more that we uh, are compelled to tell others about Him, so uh, definitely should be an important part of the Christian life. And part of becoming a better disciple is a focus on making more disciples. So thank you for that. Well, that begs the question, Phil: If it's so important to God, and if it is a command of Jesus, and it is, um, if it should be a part of worship, why do Christians often have so much trouble with evangelism. I know, you know, it's an area in my life where I can always use improvement. Um, but over the years, you know, I've from time to time struggled uh, for various reasons. So why do you think that is? Well, there are a ton of reasons why I think uh, followers of Jesus truly do struggle with evangelism. Uh, and, and I could name just a few here. First of all, uh, th there are some, I, w I would say maybe a few at our church, I don't think many could claim this, but there's probably a few at our church who simply have not been discipled in this area uh, to even realize that this is something important for a Christian to be about. This is not just something for the preacher to do or something for a few you know, spiritual Jedi, Jedi knights in the church to do, but it's for everybody. Uh, you know, There's a soul consciousness that God wants all of us to have, and by soul consciousness I simply mean that whenever we're, we're talking to someone or someone is standing in front of us or whatever, we should always be thinking, this person either is either saved or lost. It's that simple. This person either saved or lost. And having that soul consciousness and realize that there's an eternal dimension to that person's life, uh, that's important for us to see. I guess another uh, challenge for a lot of people is it's not prioritized. You know, I mean, that's not to say that people would just out and out say, well, I don't believe in this. This is a waste of time. That was just for people in the in the Bible days. It's not for us, uh, but, but for most of us, it's just that it, it's a it's a lack of priorities on on what. Again, if if Jesus's final words should become our first work, I mean, then that should be at the forefront, right? I think uh, you know, in a lot of cases, and we'll talk about the Holy Spirit in just a moment. But in a, in a lot of cases, uh, a lot of Christians are walking around not truly in the the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I would tell you, if I'm spending the time that I need to spend with the Lord in the mornings. Uh, that, that really stirs up that that chocolate milk, as I've shared with our uh, with our congregation on a few occasions. I, I am much more likely to be ready to have a gospel conversation, either to take an opportunity or to make an opportunity sometime in the day, uh, whether it's to intentionally set something up or oh, I'm having this random conversation with this person for five minutes. Hmm, how how can God bring this opportunity to fruition for me to have a gospel conversation in some way? Uh, with this person. Honestly, and you and I have talked about this before, some people in their past, maybe at another church or something, they've been burned by, by heavy-handed, legalistic, evangelistic, uh, you know, initiatives. And, and there's this, this, this burdensome expectation from the pulpit or from other people that, that I mean, you, you need to be doing this and you need to just get out there and just just sweep the streets and I mean just just the gospel everywhere and if you're not doing this then you are a sorry sorry Christian right and so you you can't really shame people into being effective witnesses for Jesus I think we all understand that uh, but the problem is uh, you know I think it was Saint Augustine who said uh, you know never never judge a philosophy by its abuses and so on the one hand 
you know, if, if we have been, been rubbed the wrong way by legalistic, uh, heavy-handed evangelism tactics in the past, we can't lay that at Jesus' feet and say, well, therefore, I'm not going to do anything, but rather, I'm just not going to do it that way. I think that's probably a, a good thing to think about. So all that to say, there's a lot of different things that are going on, and, and I think we, was, we, we would be um, wise to also point out that the flesh inside of us does not want us sharing Jesus, right? Uh, I mean, I could, I could have the Holy Spirit, but there's always going to be this battle with the flesh every single day. All the more reason why I need to crucify self in the morning when I start the day off and, and ask God to fill me with this Holy Spirit so that I would go forward uh, guided by the Spirit and co- controlled by the Holy Spirit, not by the flesh. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And you're right. You know, uh, me personally, I, I grew up in a church um, tradition where it was that heavy-handed, almost shame and guilt when it came to sharing my faith. And, and to be honest, like, uh, you know, we were trained in a method of sharing the gospel that was almost kind of sales pitchy, you know, and it was the goal was to win an argument or convince somebody to pray a prayer. But if I'm being honest, a lot of, of, of what I experienced was um, done in my own effort um, and trying to intellectually convince someone um, to repeat you know, some words, um, and I don't, uh, you know, God can do anything. God God could work in spite of that, in spite of me, but I'm not sure that it was necessarily Holy Spirit-led. Um, and so, and you've mentioned that. So what role does the Holy Spirit play both in our approach and in the heart of the person that we're talking to? Well, that's that's a huge question, and, and I think I think that what that's what has been lacking in so many of our evangelistic efforts is the power of the Holy Spirit, and yet Jesus, right there, black print on white paper, Acts chapter one verse eight, he said, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth." So oftentimes we begin quoting that verse in the second half of verse eight. In terms of the task at hand, you will be my witnesses. And by the way, we're going to talk more about in our next episode next week about what it means to be a witness. But you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and at the end of the earth. That sounds like a plan to me. But the problem is a plan without the power that's mentioned in the first half of, of verse 8 is just going to be uh, what we've called in Crossgate Church before a, re- a religious treadmill. Right? So there, there's got to be power behind. And what we see in the book of Acts is, is a repeated filling of the Holy Spirit. Again, we, we truly believe that everyone who trusts Christ at conversion receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're baptized into the body of Christ with the Holy Spirit. But then there are subsequent and multiple fillings of the Spirit that really need to happen every day uh, so that we would be going forward into our day, regardless of where God takes us, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, ready to take every opportunity and to make every opportunity and, and, and to turn those everyday conversations into gospel conversations, as, uh, as Jimmy Scroggins' book calls. So in my mind, you know, when we talk about the filling of the Holy Spirit, there's three marks of the filling of the Holy Spirit. And this, this, these are three of the ways that you know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. First of all, there's a prevailing victory over sin. Right? Not to say that we become perfect at any given point on this earth, but, but some of those sins that have just completely eaten our lunch over and over and over again, when, when you're consistently filled with the Holy Spirit, those do not become losing battles every single day, right? Because now you're yielding your life to the, to, to, to the Spirit rather than the flesh. So prevailing victory over sin, increasing uh, production of fruit of the Spirit. So it's, again, we know that the Christian life is not just what we don't do, but it's what God wants us to do. 
uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and so forth, right? But then the third mark of being filled with the Holy Spirit, and in many ways this may be the most important one, is an, an increasingly effective witness for Jesus, right? Because he said it right there in Acts 1 verse 8, you're, you're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, and then you will be my witnesses. Now, that's the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of the witness, but let's not forget that ultimately it's the Holy Spirit's job to work in the life of the person uh, who's receiving that, that word from us, right? One, John 16, verse 8 says the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin, right? And then, of course, we know that, that no one can come to Jesus unless they're first prompted by the Lord in some way. So, so we, we pray, and this is really the prayer that we have. Our prayer is that God would connect us with those people who are ready to hear the gospel throughout the day. Uh, traditionally, we've called those divine appointments. And again, I mean, if, if we have truly prayed and gotten prayed up in the morning uh, and, and yielded ourselves over to the Lord new and afresh uh, and said, Lord, I'm ready for that divine appointment today. What do you have for me? And if you go into the day like that, I guarantee you God will pr provide unless, unless you work in some isolated place you know, where, where, where you don't talk to a single human being, but who knows, even a, even a phone call could become a gospel conversation in some way. So that, those are just some of, the, some of the roles of the Holy Spirit in this, in this um, wonderful opportunity we call evangelism. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, thank you so much for explaining that. Well, uh, we're almost out of time for today, but like you said, we're going to continue this series of Evangelism 101, talking about gospel conversations. And so as we continue, we'll, we will hit on the different levels of gospel conversations um, and break down some of those uh, and, and what they look like in the life of a disciple. So, Phil, thank you so much for your time and looking forward to the next episode. Thanks, Keith. God bless, brother. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.